Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth Sunday of Eastertide marks a bit of, I should say, the beginning of a change and a swing of direction. Because you hear in the Gospel reading today that Jesus announces basically His ascension and that it is better that He goes and ascends to the Father on behalf of His people. And we're coming right up in a week and a half on the Mass, the feast day of the ascension. And in this Mass, as we begin to turn our attention to all the blessings that come from Christ ascending into heaven to be with His Father and taking His place on our behalf, as we begin to turn our attention to who we become because of the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are given this Mass today and the intro that you heard at the very beginning of Mass announcing the theme of today is so very important and reminds us of such an important theme of Eastertide. And I say Eastertide to remind us of that which we already know. That Easter for the Orthodox Christian is not a one-day celebration. Eastertide is a 40-day celebration of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And then every Sunday we gather together is the blessed day of the celebration of the resurrection. Listen to the words of the introit today. They're calling us to something. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Alleluia. For the Lord hath done marvelous things. Alleluia. We're being called to sing a new song. These words come from Psalm 98. Let me read you the words of Psalm 98, that section, and see if you don't hear the resurrection foretold. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have gained Him the victory. The Lord has made known His salvation. His righteousness He has revealed in the sight of the nations. He has remembered His mercy and His faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of God. Do you see the resurrection in this? The salvation work of our Lord Jesus Christ in that song. And we're called to sing a new song. But what is a new song? What's the purpose of a new song and how does it come about? Because there have been new songs, as the Psalms talk about, all through God's relationship with His people. And they always come after a blessed salvation event by the mighty hand of God on behalf of His people. Let me give you an example. One example from the Old Testament is the Song of Moses. The Song of Moses. Remember what God did in calling Moses to be His deliverer, to deliver God's people out of bondage, slavery in Egypt, out of bondage to a very harsh oppressor, Pharaoh, and to lead them to Himself. All the wondrous works that He did, He stretched forth His mighty right hand, and He saved His people and brought them into the land that He had prepared for them. <coughs> Listen to the words of the song of Moses, this new song at that time. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, 
I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy to pieces. You and your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. And I would tell you that that great work of the Lord done in Moses' time was but a foreshadowing of what God would do for his people in the time of Christ. In and through our Lord Jesus Christ. But what did this song do? The song was ever on the lips of the people. When the people would sing it, it declared both to God and to all those around the mighty works that God had done on their behalf. How God had released them from oppression. How God had overthrown their oppressor. And how God in the Red Sea had crushed all the enemies that sought the destruction of God's people. And God brings them to himself. In other words, the song, the new song was a standing stone for the people. You remember what a standing stone was? An example of that would be when God's people, after 40 years in the wilderness, finally cross over miraculously the Jordan River. The Jordan was in flood stages and God pushed the waters back so that all of Israel could cross over the Jordan into the promised land. And once they crossed, the first thing that they did was they set up standing stones. Stones, one upon another. They were stones of remembrance of that event. The song was a song of remembrance of that event. And you know what fathers would do for multiple generations down the line with God's people Israel? Fathers would bring their families and would bring their children to these places where the standing stones were. And when they got to the standing stones, the children were trained to ask a question. Father, what does this mean? And the father would tell the story of not what God did for his people a hundred years ago, 200 years ago. But he would say this. This is what God did for us. For we are his people. The song, the new song is a standing stone. It is a testimony to the great work of God done on behalf of his people. So if the song of Moses was their standing stone, what's ours? If the song of Moses was their new song, what is ours? Listen to what St. Jerome says. The story of the Son of God crucified and resurrected is the new song that had never been heard. A new and great event must have a new song. I want to read you some words that we use in our worship in Eastern and Western Rite during this time of Eastertide season because it tells you the truth of what the new song is. The Eastern Rite hymn of the resurrection, the words resound, Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in the tombs, bestowing life. In our Western Rite preface that we hear in the middle of every Mass, the preface of the resurrection, it says, But chiefly we are bound to praise Thee 
for the glorious resurrection of thy son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the very paschal lamb who, which was offered for us and hath taken away the sin of the world, who by his death hath destroyed death and by his rising to life again has restored us to everlasting life. Are you getting a picture of the song of God's people? I go one step further, not with a song, but with a preaching that we heard on Easter Sunday. Just a portion of the words of St. John Chrysostom express our new song, where he says, Let no one fear death, for the Savior's death has set us free. He that was taken by death hath annihilated it. Hath annihilated it. He descended into Hades and took Hades captive. O death, where is thy sting? O Hades, where is thy victory? Christ is risen and you are overthrown. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns. Christ is risen and not one dead remains in you see why I say that the work of God in Moses' time, it pales in comparison to the fullness of what he would do on behalf of God's people for all of eternity. The song of what he has done for your soul, for my soul, to release us from our captivity, to release us from our harsh oppressor Satan from the time of the fall on. <coughs> And to release us from the captivity of our sin nature that binds us and holds us in such bondage. We are a people who have been freed by the mighty act of God. So how do we sing this blessed new song? How do we come up with this blessed new song and express it? The song, my friends, has become far more than lyrics on a page or a voice that would be lifted up with just even beautiful but mere words. It's become much more than that because the song has become a person. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself, who proclaimed himself to be and proclaims himself to be the resurrection and the life, not an event but a person. He is our song. It's the song of Christ and his victory. In fact, if you remember in Psalm 98 pointing to this, it says the Lord is my strength and my what? My song. The Lord is my song. It is the song of his victory. It is the song of the gospel. It is the song that the kingdom of God has not only come near you, but now has chosen to dwell within you. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the content of the new and eternal song. But my friends, get this, please. You have begun. You have become the expressor of the reality of that content. You have become the expressors of the reality of he who is the resurrection and the life expressors by what God has done in you and for you as you constantly experience his resurrection power releasing us from death and breathing his life into us. If he's the song, my friends, you are the voice. You are the instrumentation of the divine life of the resurrection. The song 
we have become not just, we don't go to just standing stones. We have become living standing stones. For all those of our brothers and sisters to witness in our own lives, we have become standing stones to the resurrection and the life. And we've become standing stones to this world that declare forth in the song of our lives all that Christ has done to save us from death and keep us within himself into life eternal. That's why St. Paul says that we with unveiled faces reflect the very glory of God. That's in our lives, brothers and sisters in Christ. In our lives, in this weak and frail flesh and blood, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the person of the resurrection, desires to shine forth. Is this the life that we live? Having experienced the resurrection continuously, experiencing all the benefits of the resurrection, do we live the life that sings the new song? Sing unto the Lord a new song, hallelujah. For the Lord hath done wondrous things, hallelujah. May it be in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.